Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. I once heard a guitar teacher say that the point of practicing is to make things easier. This totally resonated with me and struck me as the kind of statement that manages to be both obvious and profound at the same time. The problem is that sometimes I think we fall for the trap of wanting practice to be easy, where we spend our time working on things we already do pretty well, or engage in repetition-based practice as opposed to goal-based practice. Which may not seem like a big deal in the early stages of learning a piece, After all, in much the same way that a total workout newbie will get stronger no matter what they do at the gym, when we're working on something new, we'll hear improvements in the practice room almost no matter how we approach the task. But as time goes on, we eventually hit that dreaded plateau, where progress seems to slow to a crawl. Sort of like the agonizingly slow drip of ketchup out of a brand new bottle. Is this just one of those unfortunate practice room realities we have to learn to live with? Or are we missing something? A team of Danish researchers recruited 24 participants to spend four days practicing and performing a visual motor accuracy tracking task. Basically, this was a vaguely Flappy Bird-esque computer program where the goal was to keep the cursor inside rectangular target zones as long as possible by squeezing a controller as the targets drifted across the screen. Like Flappy Bird, there were different levels of difficulty in the game. At level 1, the targets were pretty good size and moved across the screen relatively slowly. Not easy, but not too crazy either. By level 6, the targets were a lot smaller and flew across the screen much more quickly. Everyone got 30 minutes of practice time per day, but half of the participants spent all of their practice time training at level 1. This was the non-progressive practice group, while the other half engaged in progressive practice, the progressive practice group where they'd automatically get bumped up to the next level if they achieved a score of 60 or above on either three consecutive tries or five out of 20 tries. And to see how these different practice approaches would affect learning and performance, participants were tested at both level one and level six each day. When tested at level one, both groups demonstrated daily improvement, performing better with each passing day. That said, the non-progressive group's progress did seem to plateau a bit after day three. Performance-wise, the two group scores were pretty comparable from day to day as well, except on day four when the non-progressive group scored about 4% higher than the progressive practice group. 
So as far as level one performance goes, there didn't seem to be any real benefit to bumping up the difficulty of the task as performance improved. Or in musical terms, it seems like it would be perfectly fine to practice scales at a moderate tempo all week, simply trying to make them cleaner and more precise, as opposed to increasing the challenge by upping the tempo when you reach a certain level of accuracy. Hmm. But what about their performance at the more challenging level six? Might there be some differences there? Well, as it turns out, both groups made significant daily improvements at the level six test too. Although, once again, the non-progressive group's performance appeared to plateau a bit after day three. Both groups reached approximately the same level of performance on the much tougher level six test also. Or at least, they did on day one. Because from day two onwards, things began to diverge, with the progressive group performing markedly better than the non-progressive group. On day two, the progressive group score was 25.6, compared to 17.3 for the non-progressive group. On day three, the scores were 30.9, compared to 23. And on day four, the scores were 31.9, compared to 23.4. So to recap, both groups improved their performance from one day to the next at the easy level, and also at the more challenging level. The key difference is that the progressive practice group whose practice was set up so that it remained continuously challenging, always pushing them to the edges of their ability, those folks made significantly greater improvements on the challenging test. In other words, it's only when participants were tested at the more difficult level that the benefits of progressive practice became apparent. In some ways, I feel like this study goes in the well-duh category, because of course we know how important it is to ensure that we are constantly challenging ourselves in the practice room, instead of simply engaging in one repetition after another. But as I chewed on this for a few days, I began to wonder, do we push ourselves outside our comfort zone as often as we think we do? I'm intrigued by the non-progressive group's performance plateaus following day three. Because you know how when you start a new piece, it's all sunshine and puppy dogs because everything's fresh and new, and going from sounding awful to pretty decent is kind of easy and fun. And how it's when we hit that phase of having to go from good to great that the real teeth gnashing and hair pulling sets in. I wonder if by the third day, the non-progressive practice folks reach that pretty good level of performance. And so even though there was room for improvement, their engagement in the task waned a bit whereas the progressive group from day one was continually kept at that uncomfortable phase where you're on the verge of feeling like you're starting to get something but never quite can get it settled, which was probably frustrating, but also may have kept them engaged and challenged throughout each practice session. All this to say, I wonder if it's okay sometimes to level up sooner than later. It goes without saying that striving for excellence and working hard to take a piece from good to great is essential. But at least in the early stages of learning, maybe we'd improve faster if we didn't worry quite so much about perfection and just kept pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. Like assigning a set of scales at quarter note equals 60, but asking a student to increase the metronome by two clicks as soon as they can play it, say, three times in a row with less than five mistakes. As opposed to simply asking that they play the scales five times each at quarter note equals 60 and not increasing the tempo until they're 100% mistake-free. Or as another example, looking back on my Suzuki days, I can recall times when my teacher moved me on to the next piece in a book, even though I knew I hadn't really polished the piece to as high a level as I could have. I remember being a little confused, although excited too, and would always be pleasantly surprised though, and marvel at how much easier the piece felt 
when I went back to it a month or two later. And maybe this is what one of my teachers meant when he remarked, if practicing feels easy, you're probably not doing it right. Right. 